Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author. And it's me, Lynn Howard. Kind of missed you guys. So today we're going to talk about how to fail as an indie author. But first, Lynn, what is going on with you? Well, it's funny you should ask. I'm going to participate in my very first NaNoWriMo ever. I've been doing the whole prepping thing all month long, um, but I've also been trying to finish up a book in the Morse Pack series. It'll be the last book in the Morse Pack series. And it's slow going. I don't know what's going on with that one. It's just slow going for some reason. But we're working on it. I'm also working on the book that will be NaNoWriMo. And yes, I'm aware that's cheating. However, I labeled myself as a rebel. (laughs) That's about as much rebel as I am, though. So let's talk about how to fail as an indie author. Yes, that's what I said. How to fail as an indie author. Number one, don't bother researching the industry. You know everything. I've said before, I'm going to teach y'all from my own mistakes. When I first started writing, I had in my head that I was going to write this book and I was going to sell it and I was going to be rich because that's what they do on TV and movies, correct? At the time, I was babysitting toddlers, adored them, and now they're all grown up. They're teenagers. I can't believe it. I remember saying to my husband, I need to finish this book so I can sell it and stop babysitting. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I said to him. I didn't bother researching. I wrote the book. I didn't self-edit it. I didn't get beta readers. I didn't get critique partners. I let one friend read over it and she caught a couple mistakes because she's not an editor. She's just a reader. And then I tried to shop it to publishers and agents. Yes, I did. I didn't research how to write a query letter. I didn't send it to an editor. I did none of that. I didn't bother doing my due diligence when it came to the research. This industry is different than other industries. I'm not going to tell you it's harder than other industries, but there are so many facets to it. There's the nonfiction and the fiction world. Then you've got the, you know, different right for market, the different genres and the different sub markets and different sub genres. You can't label yourself, let's say, as contemporary romance if you have vampires. You can't. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so at one point I had this fabulous nonfiction idea. Now, keep in mind, I'm a fiction writer. But for some reason, I saw this special and I'm like, I'm going to write a nonfiction book on it. I didn't bother checking to see if there were any books about it already. I did none of that. I immediately started trying to find an agent for these books. And the responses I would get back was like, you don't have, you know, you don't have a platform for that type of work. I had no idea what the hell a platform was. I didn't bother looking into it. I didn't bother researching. And by the way, When I would query out, I'd be like, oh, this 20,000 word blah, blah, blah. I didn't know anything about word counts and nonfiction. When they would correct me, I'm like, oh, no, no. I meant to write 200,000. Y'all, did you just hear what I said? First, I said wrote 20,000. Then I said 200,000. Neither of which is going to be bought by anyone. And like they said, I did not have a platform for that. Because I did not do my research My start into the publishing world, the writing world, the indie world was extremely rocky. Number two, 
Don't bother studying the craft. You know everything about writing, grammar, punctuation, structure. You know it all. You don't need to go read any other books or study any other sites. Just write your book the way you want to write it. It doesn't matter if they're run on sentences. It doesn't matter if you use the Shatner comma, because y'all, I tended to do that a lot in the beginning of my writing career. If you want to succeed as a writer, make sure you're studying the craft. Writing a text to your best friend is not the same thing as reading writing a book that other people want to read. You have to know what you're doing. And of course, you're going to grow as you're writing more books. You're going to grow as you're reading more books. But you have to study the craft, period. And there are a lot of great books out there. We all know, of course, you know, uh, William Strunk Jr.'s uh, Elements of Style. There's On Writing Well. Um, I even suggest Stephen King's book on writing. It was actually a really great book. Um, not so much on the technical side, but it was a great book. It was worth spending the time reading it, period. Number three, don't read any other books. Nothing. Don't read books that are in or out of your genre. You don't need to read to be a successful writer. I'm going to have people that are going to argue with me on that. And that's fine. I don't care. I'm telling you from my experience, reading inside and outside of your genre will improve your writing. It will give you a more discerning eye. You'll start seeing things. I don't like that type of storyline, or I don't like that kind of voice, or I don't like that kind of structure. Or on the other side, man, I love that. Be careful you're not copying their voice. And you will do that in the beginning. You'll tend to copy, imitate the voice of your favorite authors. And eventually you'll find your own. It happens to everybody. I don't care what anybody says. We all do it. You'll eventually find your own voice in your own style. But if you're reading books in and out of your genre, you will start to improve on writing, because, especially self-editing, because you'll start reading these books with a more discerning eye. Number four, don't ever bother seeking out a support system. You can do this all by yourself. It's a solitary career. All we need to do is just sit in a room by ourselves, dark, close a door. That's BS. You're going to need your support system. You're going to need other authors who know what you're going through. You're going to need critique partners. You're going to need beta readers. The fellow authors thing is my biggest one. Of course, you know, beta readers, critique partners, that's really important. But finding someone else that can appreciate the suffering you're going through when you have this character in mind and all of a sudden it spins off in a totally different direction. They're going to appreciate when you get quote unquote writer's block. They're going to appreciate when you get a little bit of burnout because it happens. I told you before that I have I had published 17 books in two years. Sounds awesome. And then I burnt out for a minute. It was, I think, five weeks before I sat down to write again after that, that last book. It was... I needed a break. I had tapped my brain out. And let's face it, we've all seen the authors that put books out, put books out, put books out, and then they all start kind of mushing together. You need to keep each storyline unique. I mean, if you're doing a series, I do a lot of series. I, I love to read series, so I write series. The stories can overlap, of course, but each love story, each action story, each horror story needs to be unique in itself. Went off on a tangent, of course. But if you're seeking out a fellow author, they're, they're going to help keep you reined in. They're going to they're going to keep you from falling over that ledge. Clinging to number four, 
Don't seek out beta readers. You, you don't need anyone else to tell you whether your book is good or not. You know it's a masterpiece. Your mom told you you were brilliant after all. Beta readers are going to find the plot holes, the dangling threads, the chemistry issues that you might not see. Because we know in our heads how we want these books to read, right? We've planned them out. We've plotted them out. We've dreamed about them. We've daydreamed about them. Beta readers will be able to point out to you. And here's the thing. If you have 10 beta readers, let's just, we're going to pick a number, 10 beta readers. One beta reader doesn't like that your heroine is wearing a red shirt. That just take it and leave it. That's just her preference. But if four, five, six of those beta readers are telling you, listen, that chemistry sucks. Take it to heart. You need to go back and fix that scene. One of my best friends actually is going through that right now. She had a slew of beta readers. I personally did not agree with a few of the beta readers' um, opinions, but when the majority is agreeing upon something when it comes to an issue, take it to heart. You need to go back and look at that again, readdress it, fix it, then move forward. Number six, you don't need to hire an editor. You know, your mom can look over it. Your best friend can look over it and just throw that book out in the world. Biggest mistake you will ever make in your life. How do I know? Because I did that. I told you in the very beginning, I wrote a book. First, first draft had one person read over it and I published it. Oh my gosh. Looking back at the book now is almost embarrassing that other people wrote it. I, I just, I can't believe I put that in the public for strangers, for friends, for coworkers to read. First of all, I referred to parts of the body that should not be described that way. I used the word honey. I mean, it just, it was awful. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. Make sure you have an editor. So after the beta readers have checked through it, your editor can find all those little mistakes that maybe the beta readers didn't find. You know, at one point I was writing waste, like he grabbed her waist and I spelled it like waste can. Of course, my best friend didn't catch it, but an editor would have. And I put the book out in the world. Number seven, don't get a professional or attractive cover. Just slap whatever you want on there. I saw a book on Amazon a while back and they had actually used the poster from a very popular movie that was made from books. I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if it's still out there and I'm not trying for a lawsuit. You can't do that. You cannot use copyrighted art. You cannot use a picture of a celebrity, an actor, an actress without their permission. Let me say that right now because I do have a quote unquote actor friend. It's a Facebook friend. So of course, you know, we're not friends in real life. He gave permission for a fellow author friend of mine to use his image on the book. Okay, great. I had written permission because I was making the cover for her. I had written permission from him to use his image. Hire a professional cover artist. If you are not able to make your own covers, if you're not, you know, adept at Photoshop or whatever, hire a professional. Make sure you guys are in constant communication. Make sure you're getting proof so that you can approve or disapprove, of course. Make sure it's a book that would catch your eye when you were looking for another read. You know, we've all seen them. We've all seen these awful covers like that has nothing to do with the book. Make sure that that cover is eye-catching, it's relevant to your story, and it's professional. Number eight, just wait until inspiration hits you to write. Because obviously we have to wait for our muse to tell us when it's time to sit down. If you do this, you will never finish that book. I'm a full-time author. 
I have a schedule that I sit down and write. I've discussed this with you. I don't wait for the inspiration. There are times when I'm done writing for the day and I'm maybe crafting because I finally got myself a hobby or I'm sitting outside reading a book and inspiration will hit me. When I say that, a scene will hit my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I need to go see this play out and I will go back to the laptop and write. But if you solely wait for inspiration to hit you to write, you're not going to finish the book. You have to treat your writing like a business. Write the words or the book doesn't get finished. Number nine, don't bother self-editing and don't do it with a critical eye. Just, you know, the book is a masterpiece. Send it out to the beta, send it out to the editor. It's fine the way it is. You're going to get nothing but complaints from your beta readers and you may have them drop off of your beta list because the first draft is always a mess, always a mess. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Stephen King. I don't care if you're, I'm going to say Stephanie Meyer because she's known. It's going to be a mess. I think I mentioned before that she had, was going to put out, um, she did eventually put it out, but I think it was Midnight Sun and someone leaked it. So she's like, fine. And she put out her first draft. It wasn't finished, but she put out her first draft. Instead of until, it would say T-I-L-L, till, because that's her first draft. Of course, these are things that we're going to catch when we go back through and we're reading every single word slowly. Don't skim past it. Slowly read every single word. You're still going to miss something. That's where your bait is and your editor comes in, but you want to read it as though this is a new book to you. I have been known to finish a book and come back to it a couple days later. I say I let it marinate. So that way I'm coming back with a more fresh eye instead of coming back knowing exactly what's going to happen. And this is how I want it to look. Let it sit for a minute, you know, a day, two, a week, whatever, then go back and start yourself edits with a fresh and critical eye so that you can catch those mistakes. Number 10, the second this process gets hard, just quit. Just walk away. Don't bother with it anymore. Nothing in this world worth doing is easy. Again, I wrote 17 books in two years. One of the books that is out actually reads Girl, which is number three. No, it's number four in the Big River Pack series. It took me three rewrites. And I'm not talking with the book, go back and edit. Three start overs. I would scrap it, start over, scrap it, start over. If I had quit because the process got hard, I would not have any books out at all. Because at no point, you know, I, I love the beginning of the story. I love the first chapter. I love getting that story out and get to know my characters. Not saying I always keep the first chapter, but I love that part. I know some people hate it, but I love that part. I love getting to know everyone. And then you hit those walls where you're like, oh, wait, I, I don't want to do that next. And it gets hard. You have to push through. Maybe it's hard because you need to plot it out more. Maybe it's hard because you're tired. Maybe it's hard because you're stressed out. To me, although this is a job, writing should be like a release. It should be something you enjoy doing even when it gets hard. Push through it. Even if you're putting out crap as you're forcing it, you can come back and fix it later. Or as I've been known to do, let's say I'm not in the mood to write a sex scene one day. Maybe I'm cramping or I'm crouchy or whatever. I might not be in the mood to write the sex scene, but I know it's coming at this part. So I'll write up to there and then I'll put hashtag sex scene, all caps, hashtag, and I'll move on because I don't want to stop because it got hard or because I'm not. <laughs> oh Lord, I just said hard and coming talking about sex scenes. I hope there's no kids listening. And if you have a dirty mind, you already caught that. 
But if you stop because it gets hard, you won't finish the book. Push through it, even if you have to do like I do, maybe hashtag fight scene and keep going and then come back to it later. If you want this to be your career, you're going to have to push through. You're going to have to treat it professionally. Number 11, make sure you publish that first draft. Remember that story I just told you a few minutes ago? Yeah, publishing your first draft is a surefire way of never selling anything else. Because if someone does give you a chance and they pick that book up and they see it riddled with grammatical errors and run-on sentences and, and just poor word usage, they're not going to read anything else from you. I have a different pen name than I did back then, thank God. If I stuck with that pen name and if I continued, I can promise you after seeing the reviews on that book, and yeah, there were some one and two star reviews, the, the most common thing was great concept, awful writing, great concept needs an editor, where were her beta readers, you know, things like that. Your first draft is going to suck. It's going to suck. I wish you guys could see me throwing my hands around because I'm very animated when I talk about writing. I'm very passionate about it. And I'm using my hands like you guys are sitting here. But just pretend, just imagine, because if you've watched my YouTube videos, you've seen I'm a little animated. Your first draft is going to suck. I promise you that. That does not mean you're a bad writer. It means you have your first draft. Then you're going to go over it and you're going to self-edit it. And then you might do it another two or three times. I've been known to go through two or three times. Then you send it to your beta readers. I tend to send the unedited version to the beta readers. And if they want to catch words, it's fine. But I'm always asking for the plot holes, the chemistry, you know, dangling threads, anything like that, you know, inconsistencies. Once I've gotten those back, I go back and I change it and I do it another two or three times. And then I send it to my editor. And that's where she goes through with the fine tooth comb. Never, ever publish your first draft. And my last tip, number 12, is model your career and or your writing after other authors. You know, if you're not as big as Stephen King after your first book, obviously you failed. You know, since you're writing paranormal romance, you should probably model your marketing after that contemporary author that you love. We are all different. Our marketing is going to be different. Our writing is going to be different. Our voice is different because we are different. You may never be as big as Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, Stephanie Meyer. That's fine. We've discussed setting realistic goals for yourself. But if you model your career and or your writing after others, it's a surefire way to fail. We are unique people. We are created unique. Do what's right for you. Use your own voice. Market for what's right for you. You know, I don't like to spend a whole bunch of money on marketing, and I know I probably should, but I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it and I don't enjoy spending money. So I tend to use my time to market. You know, I'm on TikTok. I've got you guys. I've got YouTube. And of course, the other social medias, which that's another thing. You don't have to be on all social medias. I don't know if you guys have been told to hop on them all. Pick one, two, three of them that you're having fun with. I use Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I tried Twitter. I don't like it. And maybe... That's one of the things you've seen is an author is on every single, you know, social media and outlet and she markets everywhere or he markets everywhere. If that's not right for you, don't do it. Don't do it. So that's what I have for you guys today. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the Wednesday schedule because that's what the day my son's working and he's in my studio now, which is where I'm talking to you guys. So make sure you check back um, Facebook page. 
I'm hoping to have that up today. I finally got a graphic for the cover. Uh, so that way we can have discussions. We can ask each other questions. We can answer. It'll be like our own little powwow area, our own little tribe. If there's any questions that you guys have specifically or a topic you want me to address, feel free to message me at authorlynhoward at yahoo.com. You can hit me up on Instagram at the hot mess author, or you can find me on Facebook just under my name, Lynn Howard. So until next time, guys, I'll see you later. Mwah! Bye.